Welcome to the Chicago Association of Realtors Young Professionals Podcast, where leaders from our Young Professionals Network talk real estate and break down business building with local experts. All right. What's up? What's up? What's up? It's your girl, Lizzie G, coming to you live from the YPN Podcast with a new episode. And in honor of Women's History Month, Today's podcast topic is an influential woman in the real estate industry. And I'm very excited for today's conversation and special guest. So I have the extreme honor of welcoming to today's episode, Miss Marky Lemons Royale, a woman of many hats, a wonderful mother, a wife, a friend, motivational speaker, six time international best selling author sitting on the board of directors for the Chicago Association of Realtors, the National Association of Realtors, and many more. Wow, this woman is a powerhouse, someone you should know, a mentor, a branding expert, and without further ado, Marky, what's up? What's going on, Lizzie G? Yes, I am, you know, affectionately to YPN, I am known as T.T. Marky. I tell everybody I want to give you rich auntie <laughs> vibes. However, I'm that cool aunt that you can talk to about anything. And of course, we, today we're going to talk about real estate and impact, the impact that women have inside of our industry. Awesome. Awesome. I'm so excited. I'm amazed at your work, your energy, your drive. And when it comes to business, I just love how... You brand yourself, your content on social media. And just for those who don't know you, like just talk to us about your journey in in real estate and how you first got started. Well, I am a proud Chicago fifth generation entrepreneur. My family owns Chicago's second oldest black restaurant. We've been in business since 1954. We have sold more pork rib tips than anyone else in the city of Chicago. And my grandfather, yeah, was inducted into the Barbecue Hall of Fame. My mother actually is a pioneer of concession stands. So my mother had concession stands, food trucks back in 1982 when she quit her good job as a dietitian at ARA Services in order to essentially go sell hot dogs in the park. So I was raised to be an entrepreneur and actually started working at the tender age of 10 because I asked for one too many pair of designer jeans. I have always been a planner. So imagine it's April or May. I'm already giving my mother my back to school shopping list. On this shopping list was Calvin Klein, Jordache, Sergio Valente, Sassoon's. And my mother's like, well, how much are these? I'm like, oh, they're about $40 a piece. And she's like, you want me to spend $400? And look, in 1982, uh, 1980, no, actually 1980, on just pants, Mm -hmm. she was like, you don't have your underwear on here. You don't have your raincoat, your umbrella. She was like, nah, sweetheart, uh, this is going to be the first year that you become self-employed. And I started selling snowballs in front of the barbecue restaurant in order to buy my designer clothes. And the year was 1980. And so earned an undergrad degree in hospitality management, a master's degree in business administration. And I only planned to be in the family business. That's all I ever wanted to do. Uh, I had already owned a restaurant. The reason I went to grad school is because my first restaurant 
failed. I still had partnership with my mom in regards to the concession stands. And so I have uh, figured some things out. But in 1999, my father's sister sued me because I owned the trademark rights to Lamb's Barbecue. I had just been featured in the Sun Times, the Tribune. Oh, even over here in the corner, you might see an article, Indigo Magazine, the Southside Reader, because Earther and Cousin has secured me shelf space and jewels for our barbecue mm-hmm. sauce and our meat rub. So when my family sued me, I countersued my family. And uh, it was it was rough. But let me just say this, that it was the best blessing in the world. I mm-hmm. am free to do what it is that I want to do. I instantly came into real estate. And when we went to court on the lawsuit, the judge threw their lawsuit against me out, but made them go to mediation on my lawsuit against them because they, I still owned the trademark, right? And they wanted it. Mm -hmm. So when we went to mediation, I was happy. I'm in real estate. I get to dress cute every single day. I don't have to stand up in a barbecue restaurant and smell like smoke and <laughs> deal with the employees. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I love real estate. And so I've been in real estate now ever since July the 31st, okay. 1999. I came July in 31st. as a- Isn't that your birthday? It is my birthday. I make- Yes. I want you to pay sister. attention. I make big moves on my birthday. Okay. Every birthday, I, I make a big move. And so um, came into real estate as a loan originator. Mm-hmm. Transition, guess what? <laughs> July the 31st, oh, 2003, wow. to okay. be a broker. And in the first year, I was in the top 10% of realtors in the city of Chicago. Skyler just pulled my numbers. I think I did. I always say over 70 transactions. I believe it was exactly 77 transactions. And I closed $12 million in 2004, and we've never looked back. Wow. Wow. Oh, my gosh. That is amazing. That is very, very inspirational. And I love your background, how different you are, and just (laughs) this story of how you became to where you are today. So, like, I don't know. Do you have any regrets, like things that you're grateful for? I'm grateful that my family sued me. I mean, when I tell you, no, let me, let me just say this. The Mm -hmm. first two years, it was rough because I had to make a change. Uh It wasn't done for me, but it is the absolute, one of the top three things that anyone has ever done for me. Cause I'm self-made. I started all over from scratch. I had the opportunity to lose everything, not once, but twice I get, I have a whole new sphere of influence that I absolutely love and adore. I don't have to argue, cuss, and or fight with anyone to make money. My life is at absolute peace. And if you disrupt my peace, you won't be in my life. When I tell you they did me a favor, they did me a solid, okay? And so... Uh, No, I have not one, not one regret about that. Actually, I don't have a lot of regrets in life because I've done some Mm -hmm. things a little different. Yeah. Uh, But I have, I've really been afforded the opportunity to live life on my own terms. My parents were teen, unwedded parents. Uh, Some of my 
people might know that tomorrow's my father's funeral and I've spoke my piece on that as well. Um, I don't have turmoil in my life. I need to be able to trust the people who are around me. I need to be able to give good to people in order to attract good. So if you're disruptive and I can't be nice to you, I don't allow you in my circle because that means that's what I'm going to attract. So I believe in the law of attraction. So I put out good vibes, good feelings, and I like to come from contribution because I pride myself on attracting that. But the only way I'm able to attract that is because that's what I give. Yes, yes, yes. I love that. I love yeah, that. So it's important nowadays. It is. And you know, it's kind of funny. Uh, so I'm married with two children. My children are 11 years apart. Uh, you know that my son is a second generation uh, realtor, a sixth generation entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. And when I came into real estate, I went from a salary position, right, to okay. 100% commission. And all I knew was I had to make this work. I wanted to feel like a stay-at-home mom and earn an above average income. And real estate has afforded me that opportunity. And I haven't I have not opened the door to a property to sell probably in a decade because I decided to pivot into the education space. And me being in the education space is actually full circle. When I graduated from grad school back in 1996, I made the decision to go teach on a collegiate level. But quickly Mm -hmm. I realized that I didn't have any real world experience. So it was it was painful to be a teacher without real world experience. And I said to myself, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to come back to this classroom when I'm 40. <laughs> I'll be ready then. I have some real world experience. Uh, and I actually came back at the age of 36. So I was destined to be in the classroom again. Yes. Yes. I love it. I love it. That's amazing. That's amazing. So when we're talking about, you know, new agents who are just getting in the industry and you just have that history and that drive of entrepreneurship, um, talk to us about building that business and what it looks like and, and the time that it may take. Can you speak a little bit on that? Yes, I can. And I'm sure people are not going to want to hear what I have to say, but let me just, let me <laughs> just tell, the, talk, let me tell the truth. Like, <laughs> the pre-licensed course does not teach you how to sell real estate. Okay. Training yep. costs money. Mm-hmm. When you earn your real estate license, now is the time to invest in additional education so that someone will teach you how to sell real estate. Now, I'm going to take you back to 1998. Even though I'd already had an undergrad degree in hotel restaurant management, a master's degree in business administration, in order for us to bring our barbecue sauce and meat rub to to the market, I needed to start all over from scratch. And what I had learned in grad school was how to take over an existing business. So I went through the Women's Self-Employment Project to learn how to do something from scratch. Okay. It was a year-long program. I learned how to do all the research, your target audience, all of these skills I did not have, even though I had two degrees. I'm saying that because people think that a pre-licensed course is getting ready to teach them how to get out here and dominate. It is the opportunity to learn how to dominate. So I believe that every realtor should take the ABR course. It's the course that I took. It's how I got to get get this 
$12 million in volume, my first full-time year selling real estate. So education is essential. It is key. We have to have a business plan. The reason I continue to grow is because I come up with a business plan every single year. And do I adhere to it 100%? Absolutely not. Um, I probably adhere to it about 60%. If I adhered to it 100%, oh, I'd I'd be farther along in life. And so I believe that they need to change their mindset and know that they should become an active, lifelong learner. That is how I'm able to continue to pivot, make the moves that I'm able to make, and actually in some situations be a pioneer in this industry. And so a business plan and a commitment to education, what I did that year, um, it was based on the fact, and let me give you another layer to this. It was based mm-hmm. on the fact that by the point that 2003 came about, right? And I say that I'm going to open my real estate company on July the 31st, 2003. A couple other things had happened. I'd already been a successful loan originator. I'd earned the CRMS. So I was a certified residential mortgage specialist. I knew financially mm-hmm. how to put a deal together, but I was moonlighting as a pharmaceutical sales rep at Pfizer Pharmaceuticals. So that means then I also had the absolute world best sales training. So by the time I show up and I say, I want to be a real estate broker, I had all of this real world experience plus education. And I just pulled a little bit from an undergrad degree, a little bit from a master's degree, a little bit from a certification over here, a little bit from sales training at Pfizer. And I had a business plan, okay? And I I had to make it work because to me, Moonlight and Pfizer, that was a six-figure job with a company car and I had a $45,000 a year Amex account. And that was for all my little dental programs. I hear they're not doing those anymore. So I'm eating good, (laughs) I'm driving, I got gas in the car and I got a check gonna hit every two weeks. What I did do, because it was my Moonlight job, I invested 15% day one into my 401k and I had matching funds. So when I came back out here, right, to decide Mm -hmm. I'm going to sell real estate full time, I had money to invest in my company in order to grow it. Yes. And that's a mouthful, but this is not, I think TV makes this look easy. This is not easy. Okay. Um, Mm -hmm. And if we don't have a business plan and if we're not investing in education It is unrealistic the amount of money we believe we want to earn, okay? Uh, Because you have to have some skill set. You have to have something Mm -hmm. unique. You have to have something different about yourself in order to get to six figures, then, you know, a quarter mil, and then a half a mil, and then seven figures, right? Um, What is your unique selling proposition, and what are you going to do different? Keeping in mind that everything I just told you is foundational. Mm Mm-hmm. What you going to do that's going to make you stand out? And you got to be willing to make, you got to be willing to take that risk, right? Absolutely. Um, Because that is how you pivot. That is how you change. That's how you have quantum leaps in your life. Yes. So I want them to go back and just a simple business plan and, and plan on taking some classes. I agree. I agree. That was a lot. Man, education, (laughs) you know that, you know that quote, education is a weapon that we could use to change this world. 
And I and I definitely and truly believe that having a solid education really helps set the foundation to be successful, to do whatever it is that you want to do in life. When you really believe in yourself and you find out what it is that's unique that you can provide service to and be different and execute on that. Like I, too, I have a solid education, a a bachelor's of arts from Northern Illinois University, master's of science in integrated marketing communications from Roosevelt University. I definitely appreciate the tools, the resources, the knowledge that I gained from people in the field when I studied, you know, learning about creating business plans, learning how to use social media marketing to brand and market yourself, public relations, crisis communications, all those things I feel are now helping me in my illustration in my real estate industry, because I'm still new to the real estate industry. March 9th is going to make it two years for me. But you see, I'm very passionate in in this field, but I come from a musical and, and diverse background where, you know, I play instruments, I use poetry, turned it into positive rap, where I, you know, provide arts and music programs to schools that are lacking those arts components or need workshops on social emotional learning. And I pivoted in the pandemic to uh to integrate you know real estate into my portfolio because I had time on my hand to take that education to learn about what it is that I needed to do and yeah I've investing in different courses to help uh, grow the real estate business and stuff now but yeah it is an ongoing thing to continue to learn to invest in thyself find thy niche and just continue to grow be different and just always be ready to learn 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 be a lifelong learner because. The world is changing at a constant environment. We have to keep up with the trends and we have to be ready to continue to serve in our capacity. So, wow, I really appreciate that. And I, everybody listening, have a business plan. It's very (laughs) important. And it's just going to set the roadmap for success because if you follow it, and even if it's not a thousand percent, you know what you need to do to execute, to produce those results, and you measure what's working, what's not working. So very important to have a business plan. I, I appreciate you saying that. Um, so go ahead, because, go ahead. Because it's uh, Women's Month, right? And we have International Women's Day coming up. I also think when we talk about a business plan, when we think with the end in mind, it's also a tool to allow us to say no. We shouldn't do everything. We're not here to service everyone. Everything is not going to give you that same return on time invested. What is going to be the highest and best use of your time? Well, if you don't have a business plan, some of these things you will never be able to figure out. And so it's not about just how to leverage your time. It's how to maximize it. Yes. Yes. I love that. So how do you, how do you balance preparing for the future and just being present for your future clients? Uh, Well, one thing I don't do is tend to just live in the past. Like I tell stories of the past because stories sell. So Mm -hmm. I'm I'm a phenomenal storyteller. Um, When I'm sitting down looking, so today I'm sitting doing nothing but contracts. That's what today was, right? It's all about contracts. Once Mm -hmm. I take care of today, solidifying these signed contracts, then I'm going to go and work on a class for the future. Right. And so every single day I'm sitting down, I'm looking at my time block. I'm looking at the value of my time. And I'm always telling people we got to do what you look, what is going to be the shortest path to a paycheck. Right. What actions do we have to take right now? And then what actions can we take 
you know, tomorrow or the next day. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm very scheduled, very scheduled. I also say no a lot. It's just not in alignment with what I envision for my my business, my goals, my time. Um, I have date night. I date three men, my husband and both of my sons. Everybody gets their own time because they let me say this together. They are mess. Um, And I realize I spend more money when they're together because let's say somebody orders a salad. Then the other one wants fried calamari. Then the other one wants a clam chowder. Then they're going to get, guess what, entrees. And then if someone wants dessert, now everybody wants dessert. Well, I could cut all that out if I just take one of them at a time, right? They just get the meal that they wanted and they're not looking at what anybody else is eating. So I'm balancing my three men, right? Mm -hmm. I'm growing a company. I'm invested in education, but I'm always, my number one priority is to book speaking engagements. When they okay. call to, when they call to ask for a date, I'm putting it on the calendar. I'm either marking it as red. That means it's, it's a deal or I'm mm-hmm. marking it as yellow. Proceed with caution, right? <laughs> that means that I have to, I have to prepare for that, right? right? And I'm writing courses. So I have everything time blocked on my calendar. And you might think that this is crazy, but I'm just going to pull up my phone. Cause when I tell you, I do not have a million uh, emails sitting in my inbox. So we got five new emails that have come in, but I doubt if I have, I'm just going to scroll. Mm-hmm. I doubt if that was 20 emails. That's all the em- emails sitting in my inbox. Yeah. I-, I like to go to bed every night with less than 20 inbox messages. So wow. I'm addressing those messages when I get up the yeah. next morning after I do my Jesus calling, I do have a morning Man. routine. Um, <laughs> I work off of gratitude. So I'm implementing um, the miracle into my life, always giving thanks to essentially any and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the end of the day, when I lay my head, I'm tired. So there you go. Yes. <laughs> oh, wow. I, girl, I feel you about the checking these emails, making sure that I can respond to everybody in a timely manner. That's about balancing because I know sometime when I do get around family, I just want to have that family time, you know, and then yes, I'll pick up on it later, get to work and stuff again. But at that point, I don't want to have to be like checking 50 emails or something. I'd rather have less. So I like yep. your strategy. I like how you do things. That's really good. And I'm happy that okay. it works for you, you know? Come back. So we went to President Circle last week. We went down to Cancun to learn more about advocacy, meeting with mm-hmm. our politicians, because we are one of the largest bipartisan PACs in the world. So make a long story short, when I arrived back to Chicago on Saturday, right now I got to switch hats. I haven't been, I haven't seen my 15 year old. So on Sunday morning, because we watch TV together every Wednesday night for three consecutive hours, Chicago <laughs> Fire. Well, let me start off Chicago Med, Chicago Fire, Chicago PD. Uh-huh. I said, hold on one second. Let me separate the laundry. So I unpacked, separated the laundry, started mm-hmm. the load so that we could get the three loads of clothes done while watching the three TV shows. So mm-hmm. my thought process is how can I make something work while I'm doing this? Do I need to put a crock pot on? Do I need to d- put a load of laundry on? Because I don't want to wait till after that is done. I want something to occur while I'm doing something. Yeah. Yes. I like that. Yes. Maximize that time while we have. You got to. You got to. <laughs> Everybody gets the same 24 hours in a day. So yes. we got to make it work for us. Maximize. 1,440 minutes. 
1,440 minutes. How are you leveraging those minutes? Yes. Yes, because it counts. It counts, baby. It counts. Wow. So how would a new realtor identify what they're good at? How would you respond Mm. to that? Oh, so I have a three-part, three steps that I think that they should take. Okay. One, besides the fact they need a business plan. Mm-hmm. I think that they need to take a MLS course and they need to look at the rate of sale. So everybody wants to be in luxury real estate. Some luxury real estate isn't selling, right? So I'll first want to identify the community. Look, the community with the fastest rate of sale at the highest price point. Okay, mm-hmm. so I need to I got to sit down. This is a business plan, right? Oftentimes, we'll pick the community that our office is located in or the community that we live in. That does not mean that is the best community to get started in. So first, we're looking at rate of sale. Second, Mm -hmm. we're looking at price point. And then third, I want to know about the barriers to entry. What agent is currently dominating that area? And let me just come back to the luxury. Everybody wants to do luxury, but everybody is not luxury. Right? Nothing about them is luxurious. They don't have a friend who lives in a luxury community, right? They don't participate in activities in fed community. They have zero connections to the community, but they want to sell houses there. Here's what's funny. I have seen numerous agents who were servers at restaurants and luxury communities that come and kill the luxury game. Because they were being of service to people first. And what's funny is the people who did business with them knew they didn't know anything about real estate, but they liked how they serviced them either as the bartender or as the server at the restaurant. We have a couple of those stories even in our local association. And so You want to have some type of ties to that community. I think the fastest way to have those ties is by joining the local chamber of commerce. We wanted to do more sales in Hyde Park. At the time, our office was uh, on East 47th Street, right off of 47th and Cottage. Mm -hmm. Hyde Park is is different. Like Hyde Park messed with Hyde Park, right? (laughs) Funny acting group of folks, but Hyde Park messed with Hyde Park. They still read the dang on Hyde Park Herald, right? So with that being said, we opened a office at the corner of 51st and Harper. When we did that, we joined the local chamber of commerce. That means that now every time a new business opened, we are getting an invite to that new business. Well, because they had the High Park Herald, the photographer from the High Park Herald is coming to all of these events. Now I'm in the High Park Herald every single week, right? It's because I was active in the community. So wherever you want to do business, you want to sit down, you want to look at that business plan. You want to essentially validate your business plan. What's the current rate of sale? Does that price point meet the price point that I need to sell at? (laughs) Look, to earn the amount of money my business plan says that I plan to earn. I got 10 more years. Let me tell you what the next date is. July the 1st, 2032. That's the day I will be financially eligible for retirement, whether I decide to retire or not. I need things to be easy. It's less than 10 years now, right? 
Uh, so I needed to be easy. I'm not I'm not getting ready to go out and just find me some additional work to do. Not at this right. point in life. No. Mm-mm. So when I'm sitting down talking to people about that, they want that opportunity. But at what expense? Mm-hmm. And I'm not doing this. I don't do what I do for the glamour. I do what I do to leave a legacy. Yes. yes. So I'm looking at the highest and best use of my time all the time. Mm-hmm. Um. I fly out of, uh, here would be a prime example. I fly out of Southwest. I love mm-hmm. Southwest. So I'm flying out of Midway Airport. Every speak in the world, don't nobody like Southwest. I am 30 minutes front door to gate. 30 minutes front door to gate. If I book anything out of O'Hare, I am a minimum of two hours front door to gate. How you going to get me my one and a half hours in each direction back? You not. That's why I don't fly out of O'Hare unless I have to. I have one flight coming up soon. I'm going to (laughs) Seattle. I wanted a direct flight with no layovers. United is the only carrier at the time that I want to fly that does it. Okay, that's one. But if I got one flight booked there, I have 10 to 12 flights booked on Southwest. That's how Mm -hmm. much I don't like losing an hour and a half in each direction. I know I that's care. right. Yeah. I don't care if I sit and just look out the window, right? <laughs> that That's me. That's my, my opportunity. So when it comes to highest and best use of time, um, caring for yourself in your time, setting boundaries around your time, mm-hmm. those are just some things that I'm serious about. And the rules don't just apply to people outside of my house. The rules apply to my husband. The rules apply to my children. They have to get on my calendar the same way I put anything else on my calendar. But what they do know, if it's on my calendar, we're going to do it. Yes, yes. That's how I We're going to do it. I'll put my phone down. I will give you my undivided attention. And whatever that, when we watch TV together, the, my three hours on Wednesday night that we did this past Sunday, I have to put my phone down. It is a rule of engagement. Okay. Mm-hmm. So they get that undivided attention at that time. Yes. Oh man, that is so important. That's some good nuggets. Like setting boundaries for your time, making best use of time. And I feel you, I am a frequent Southwest traveler as well. And I'm so happy Delta airline flies through Midway because if I can get a Delta flight to go international or whatever, I am. So I don't have to go all the way to O'Hare for American or United. But if I absolutely have to, I will. And another thing for our listeners, make sure they get pre-TSA too so they can skip those lines, especially if you traveling a lot in that global entry. (laughs) Yes, I have global entry, TSA and clear. Uh, yes. At a lot like of these that. regional airports, they don't have none of it, uh, but you still have <laughs> it in case. <laughs> exactly. Because, yeah, I know how it is standing in those lines and uh, it's just too much. Nah. So I like it. Always make best use of your time. And I love that. Yes, everything has to be in the calendar. You know, I have a planner that I utilize my calendar as well. Like if it's not in there, I'm not making it a priority. Because I want to be able to put my all into the project that I'm working on currently and be able to finish it so I can be at peace when I go to bed at night and I can get ready for the next thing. You know what I'm saying? Or get ahead on something else. So I really appreciate you saying that. 
because these are all good things that we need to be reminded on. You know, we're always busy. You know, we're living in this city where things are so fast paced. So we feel like, you know, we we're always doing something. We don't have time for ourselves, but it is so important to take care of self, to take care of our bodies, take care of our mind, because if we are giving ourselves a thousand percent, then we're going to give others a thousand percent. We're going to be able to serve effortlessly, you know, and we don't want to get burned out. And if we do, we're not going to maximize, you know, this, these opportunities or just serving, you know, to the best of our ability. So it's so important to work on self, set those boundaries, have the best use of time and get out there and make it happen for real. Get out there and make it happen. I changed the order in which I live my life. My life is lived God self-care, family, and work. And I'll be the first. Sometimes I get family and work a little confused, okay? Mm -hmm. But I'm putting me first. And that's something that we don't see women do all the time. They tend to put themselves last. I don't even know how you can be of service if you don't take time for yourself. Whatever makes you feel good. If It could just be a moment of silence, right? Where someone is not calling your name. You deserve it. And I can't even imagine how you're going to treat somebody better than you treat yourself. Yeah. Right. So God, self-care, family, work. The better you take care of yourself, the better you can take care of your family. Yes, that's so true. I truly believe that. Yes. And since we're talking about helping others and these relationships, I know you're involved in a lot of organizations. You sit on a lot of committees. We're actually members of the, of the same sorority, Delta Sigma yes, Theta, Theta, Sorority Incorporated. And so, yes. Woo-hoo. How has, you know, being a part of different organizations help you build relationships with people to help grow your business and help others grow their business? Can you talk a little bit about that? I can. Uh, and I think the best way to sum it up is volunteering has opened doors that I could not open myself. So when I first came on to the board of directors of the Chicago Association of Realtors, I remember uh, this was 2006. So I was on the board 2006 to 2008 and then came back. Was mm-hmm. that 2018 or 2019? So I took a 10 year hiatus. Actually, I had stopped volunteering completely because my goal was to get Skylar out of college with no student loan debt. So I succeeded in that, but that meant that I gave up volunteering because the focus was on making money to get my child out of school. So we took care of that. So come back to uh, 2006. I'm on the board of directors of the Chicago Association of Realtors. And someone asked me if it was a paid board. And I said, no, it is not a paid board. I said, however, being on the board of directors of the Chicago Association of Realtors will open doors for me. I could not open myself. Mm. Yes. Fast forward to today. I am the only woman of color who has a course inside of the NAR family, the digital lead generation uh, professional in conjunction with the Real Estate Business Institute. I am the podcast host of Drive with NAR, the podcast of the National Association of Realtors. I have been a speaker nine times. Look, it's only about 100 of us out of 1,300 submissions mm-hmm. submitted for the Realtor Conference and Expo. Uh, I'm the federal political coordinator for Jonathan Jackson. So I could just keep going like, wow. 
president. Every award that Carr has probably given out, yes. except Hall of Fame, I'm a part of it, and I'm going to make the Hall of Fame. Let, let, it, let it be said right here. Yes. I'm going to make the Hall of Fame there. happen. Okay? Positive affirmations. Uh, yeah, I, I definitely can make that happen. So yes. I'm sitting here and I'm thinking about all of this, but it started with volunteering. And so let me tell yes. you what I did initially, because they really didn't know me. <laughs> I would, I was very intentional. I would always show up early mm-hmm. and I decided who I needed to ask questions of in every single board meeting. And people might want to take it, take heed to this. I don't know if people pay me attention, but if I get up and get water for myself, I bring water back for one to two people. If I go get coffee, I ask somebody if they need coffee. I'm from the hospitality industry, right? Mm -hmm. So I would always pick me somebody to sit next to. You need water, you need coffee. Because what I'm going to do after I bring you your coffee and your water is I'm going to lean in and I got some questions. So with that being said, I have been mentored and coached by everyone who has ever served with me. And Mm -hmm. every person who has served with me, their time is valuable. So if we were to come back to the board of directors back in 2006, I'm sitting there with um, Stephen Baird, right? Baird and Warner. I'm sitting there with Michael Golden at Properties. And when you are volunteering together, Mm -hmm. you get to ask questions and pick brains because you are in service together. And so I got all of this. uh, I'm I'm not going to say free because time is money, right? Mm-hmm. But because of volunteering, I have all of this access to all of these global leaders who are willing to pour into me because I'm going to do something that other people might think is beneath them to do because they sitting at the board table. If I go and get me a bottle of water, I'm going to lean to my left and lean to my right. Hey, you need a bottle of water. It's those small acts of kindness while you are in the midst of service with others that Allow me the opportunity to call people to say, hey, you want to partner on this? And I'm not talking about any, I'm talking about CEOs of all the different entities under NAR. And so that's what volunteering did for me. Keep in mind, this was not a circle in which I was used to or knew anything about. And even with all the titles we have mentioned, I'm still going to get bottle of waters and coffees for people who sit to my left and sit to my right uh-huh. for the time that I want to lean in and ask a question. You know, they yes. they describe lean in different. I'm leaning in because I got a question. I, hey, let me ask you something. Right. I've never been denied a breakfast meeting, a lunch meeting, a dinner meeting. And let me also say. Someone just told me no for the first time the other day, and I'm still a little confused that they told me no. It was a, it was not an Instagram, it was a LinkedIn ask, um, and I'm like, man, I don't think nobody told me no before. Now I take, I let, I appreciate the honesty. Mm-hmm. I just don't understand why he didn't think it was a value to him, because I like to position things as being a value to the other person. So now I need to go back and look at my messaging. Because clearly I did not position this as a value add for the person in which I was asking something of. Yes. Oh, man, that is so great. Like you have to get uncomfortable to get comfortable. Like ask questions, take the risk. Like I love it. Like I'm in my first couple of months of sitting on the YPN board and it has been amazing thus far sitting at the table, sitting in rooms with 
like-minded individuals, people who've been in the industry longer than me, people who've just starting off with me and how we can ask each other questions. We can brainstorm together, exchange ideas. Like it's so important to volunteer. And I come from a family that, you know, has a heart of service. I am from a Haitian background, you know, my family and I were always doing mission trips, going back and forth to the country. Um, It's unfortunate we haven't been recently because of the circumstances out there with the civil unrest, but like volunteering is just so important. And I love how you speak on that and how you get to ask questions and sit at the table with, you know, people and just really make a difference and just learn is so important. So, so, so important. So thank you. And so many people, right. They anticipate that someone, I guess is an entitlement. Um, I like to have favor. So I'm going to always go out of my way. One, because I don't like asking people to do anything for me. Um, (laughs) And so I'm always the person who has favors because I'm going to extend myself just in case. And let me be clear. A lot of times I'm not going to call. I'm going to try to figure it out another way. But I just, it feels good with my soul, which is why I'm Mm -hmm. extremely blessed because I'm consistently coming from contribution. Yes. Yes. And I love how you speak on acts of kindness because we need more of that in this world. Like it doesn't cost anything for us to, you know, be kind to one another, for us to give each other more compliments. You know, like this is some of the things that I talk about in the schools when I'm doing workshops on social emotional learning, not not bullying, you know, anti-bullying. Like, let's be kind to one another. Like, let's be fair. Like, let's be patient. Like, you know, like things like this that they need to learn at an early age so that we can make this world a better place because it starts early. And yes, acts of kindness goes a long way. So I know we have just a little bit more time before the podcast ends, but I do want you to just talk a little bit about like this new endeavor that you've been um, posting about you. You have a lot of knowledge on this, you know, the AI chat, you know, GPT, like talk a little bit about that, how it's improved your customer's experience in real estate. And um, yeah, just end us out like on that. Like that's wow. Uh, So I have a new boo. AI chat GPT. <laughs> a new I boo, use huh? a new boo. Oh yeah, it's getting a whole lot of my time. I might even call it my bay. Uh, forget okay. boo, it's my new bay. Um, <laughs> I have been hooked on it from the first night I tried it. The first night I tried it, and let me just be clear: I'm the person who averages seven and a half hours of sleep every night before yeah. AI. Okay, yeah. um, and so the very first night, I think it was about ten o'clock. I realize it's 4 a.m. in the morning. I'm still up here coming up with all of these different things that I can do. When I think about artificial intelligence, I think about return on my time invested in having a free assistant. But the way that I'm leveraging it right now, I have a private membership group. And in that private membership group, we have set up a bilingual advisory board Mm -hmm. to take everything that we have created, every checklist, every tool, every video, every podcast, Every everything, right? Um, blog post and turning it into Spanish. Well, AI can do all the translation, but even though it's doing the translation, it doesn't mean it's the right tone tense. Um, and so we have the bilingual advisory board who will come in and read that content to ensure that it's all accurate once it has been translated. So we have them actually working on a project right now. So we create a lot of landing pages, lead magnets, things of that nature. We've already translated one into Spanish. 
so that we have our bilingual advisory board looking at this. But now we are setting them up to be able to earn affiliate income from all of the educational pieces that we have. And we have uh, over 500 pieces just from the past two years. So we haven't even went back farther than two years. So artificial intelligence and chat GPT, what I want every real to think about is what is the highest and best use of your time? And mm-hmm. anything that you should not be doing, can artificial intelligence do it for you? Mm-hmm. And I'm seeing a lot of people, they're very fearful. However, the tools are here now. So you have the opportunity to train your tools for yourself. So they will be in your likeness and your tone. Or someone can give you a trained tool and they will charge you more for it. And it won't sound like you. So mm-hmm. artificial intelligence, chat GPT, it is changing how we do businesses or how we do business and how businesses are going to be operated moving uh, moving forward. Wow. That's pretty much wow. where we at. Look, yeah. Look how technology is changing these days, like making things easier for us. Like that is amazing. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. And I hope other people can take advantage of that as well. So, you know, those realtors who are new on deck, new on board, starting out in the industry, just what's some advice you can give to them as we close out. I know they're listening. I know they're excited to hear from you today. Thank you again for joining us on this wonderful podcast. And um, yeah, so what's just some advice you can give to us and how can people keep in touch with you? Well, if they spell my name correctly, they will find me M-A-R-K-I-L-E-M-O-N-S. I I am the only Marky Lemons in the world. So if they spell my name correctly, they will find me. My favorite quote used to be, Technology will never replace an agent. However, an agent with technology will replace an agent without technology. Today, my favorite quote is, AI will not replace an agent. However, an agent with AI will replace an agent without AI. Mm. You want to embrace artificial intelligence in your business. Do not worry about the past. Start where you are right now. And set aside time on that great calendar to learn something new. I am learning something new about artificial intelligence every single day. And right now I am training myself to be a prompt engineer because the better the prompt you write, the better the results you will receive. Ooh, ooh, I had to snap for that one. I love it. I love it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So as you know, I'm a real, I'm a, I'm an artist. And I'm not doing real estate. I'm in the school with the kids making an impact. And I want to know who's currently on your playlist. Like, what are you listening to? What keeps you going? Well, one, I'm listening to Drive with NAR, the podcast of the National Association of Realtors. <laughs> and then my own podcast, Social Selling Made Simple. I'm a okay. house head. And so any house music, uh, DJ Alicia, I have her playing quite a bit. And I toggle between gospel music and between house music, but it it will always be uplifting, something that moves my soul and my spirit. So you will see me crying and spinning in the airport all the time, toggling between my gospel and my house music. Oh, wow. I love it. I love it. I love the diversity as well. That's (laughs) what's up. So thank you so much for joining me this afternoon. Best of luck to all of your endeavors. Don't forget to follow her, ladies and gentlemen. Don't forget to follow her on social media. Blow up her notifications. Show some love. Learn some things from her. And um, 
always keep in touch as well with us at Chicago Realtors on social media as well. Can't wait to see you all at our next YPN monthly breakfast. Keep in touch with all of us. Best of luck to everyone in their businesses. Thank you for these gems that you shared today with us, Marky. May God bless. Best of luck. And um, I know you've got an event and stuff coming up. Actually, what, this Wednesday? Yes. Best of luck on that speaking engagement. You're joining some other very influential women in the industry as well that's speaking. So shout out to all of you all. And um, you. take care, everyone. Let's get it. Let's all get right. It. Thanks for spending time with us this week. You can catch up with YPN and what we've got coming up next at ChicagoRealtor.com. 